I'm Ben Thompson, owner of Thompson & Terry Recruitment. I'm Mike Foster, the entrepreneur's mentor. And you are listening to an edited version of Get Radio's Business Brunch with Ben and Mike, uh, which airs every Sunday at 11am on DAB Digital Radio across Oxfordshire and online at getradio.co.uk. And our show introduces you to local trusted experts, whilst we also talk about topics that you, the listeners, tell us is impacting on local businesses and their owners. For copyright reasons, we cannot play the songs mentioned in the show. Uh, but for more info and business wrench related content, please do head over to getradio.co.uk. I definitely recommend it. Get Radio's Business Brunch with Ben and Mike. Sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. One of the things that we like to do on the show is to give our listeners some top tips. So to celebrate 100 episodes of the Business Brunch and 200 plus guests that we've had on the show, we've compiled a special episode full of tips, giving you amazing business people of Oxfordshire who've joined us on the show. So without further ado, as Ben would say, bring your notepad. Get radio. Today we have Nick Hughes from Dynamic Coach Group and Darren Aston from Aston & James. Now you both have businesses that are established in the local Oxford business community. What would be your one tip that would help our listeners to build their own business? Now, Darren, have you got a thought? Well, I've been doing a lot of uh, soul searching myself. Um, so I suppose a little bit of um, re-establishing our, uh, our thoughts and direction for the business, best sort of impart wisdom is something I picked up uh, the other day. I just read a couple of one-liners which stood out and uh, one's vision is not a roadmap, but a compass. So a clear vision and a clear kind of way forward no matter what is put in front of you you can always move around a roadblock you can always find an alternative route um, but yeah i think vision is a paramount importance because without vision basically you don't have a, an opportunity to build a roadmap nick what, what about yourself is there one tip that you'd share with the listeners that's helped you build your business i'm going to build off the back of what darren said and just put two things in there one is the milestones along the way make sure that they're able to celebrate those small successes but the key one is the end of it is for me is uh, and it's really, really difficult as business owners in relatively small businesses who don't have a huge board that can hold people to account. And it is that holding people to account. And I know, Mike, you've mentioned this in some of your podcasts recently about being a business owner is, is, is difficult to hold you to account. And we will be easy on ourselves. We will let, get, let things go. And um, you know, Darren's been a family business and my business partner's my wife as well. And yeah, we have some tough conversations on Thursday afternoons when we have an hour together to say, okay, what's going well, what's not going so well. So we have that ability to hold each other to account. Uh, and it's a difficult one when you're in your own business. People know never really wants to challenge the boss, do they? And if you if you are the boss, you're very rarely going to challenge yourself. So find a way of, hold, of being held to account, even if that is just talking to your mates, uh, just saying, you know, I want to get to here by the end of quarter one. Okay. Someone asked me halfway through quarter one, how am I getting on with it? And it, it those small elements of accountability will go a long way. Uh, to driving your business forward, I believe. Introducing you to local trusted experts. This is the Business Brunch Podcast. Today, we've had Stefan Thomas, the author of Business Networking for Dummies, Kathy Dumbabin of Open Doors, Martin Ridewood of BNI, Sue Copeland of the STEM Advisors Hub, Lisa Marie Melia of Buzz, and Neil Davis of Sterling. I've calculated during the break that we've got over 100 years networking experience on the show. I'm making our guests feel young here, aren't I? <laughs> Um, but with that in mind, that. I thought it'd be a really great idea to give some top tips to the listeners. So if you're a business listening and you want to get into networking in Oxfordshire, what advice would you give? Let's start with you, Stefan. Well, the advice I would give is is 
really simple. Go and Google business networking, your town or networking events, your town. Or if people are listening to this, of course, look at any of the organizations represented in, in, in here and get stuck in. That's how you get stuck into networking. Let me explain why. When all of this happened pretty much exactly a year to the day um, before this before this show goes out. If it hadn't been for my network, being able to pick up the phone to a load of people who I knew, liked and trusted, and, and thankfully they felt the same about me, um, my year would have been astonishingly more difficult than, than it has been. Having spent 15 years or so, um, and you're absolutely right. None of us are nearly that old enough to, to, to get to 100 years. You've miscalculated that badly. Um, having spent 15 years or so building the network, God, was I grateful for it when I really, really needed to dig into it last year. But I, I speak at conferences for a living. That's what I do. That part of my business completely dried up last year and I needed to lean heavily on my network. So get stuck in, go and find networking events. And as everyone has said here, find the one that suits you, your business and how it's going to work for you. You've got plenty of opportunity to go out there. There's never a better time to get started. There really isn't. No matter where you are in business now, get out there and start building your network fantastic thanks Stefan um, and Neil what about yourself would you would you have a tip for the listeners I think I'll just endorse what Stefan said but um, and I think getting around and as I touched on earlier I think we've all got all our different organisations have a lot of different uh, specialties to offer but ultimately I was related to um, a, a party in the, in the kitchen you know the, the kitchens are always the busy part of a party aren't they or they always have been and I think if you walk into a room and you get that kitchen party feeling where you feel welcome you feel there's people you can talk to and more importantly than anything else you feel comfortable in your own skin and being able to talk to people on a level that you are comfortable with and I've used that word comfortable so many times already that to me is the key because people generally are in business and there's no doubt about it whether you're in IT whether you're a speaker we've all got competition in what we do that's a fact so um, everybody's got a, a relatively similar product or service or commodity to offer. So if you can walk into a room with yours and you feel really comfortable, to me, that's a great starter for 10. Let, let's go across to yourself, Kathy. So um, I won't repeat what's just been said, but I think really understanding what you're hoping to gain from networking. Uh, I think it's very easy to put all your focus on it will bring me new business opportunities. I think you need to also be looking for a group where you feel you can be a contributor because that mm. actually will be massive in developing your own credibility and value within that group so I think that's equally as important but also all of the other things you know there's the saying about you know who you hang out with and I think you really need to think about this you know who are the people in business who you look up to your peers and look where they're networking because that's probably the room that's going to give you you know the development aspects of networking that it can give you as well both personally and and for your business and ultimately you could be suck and see forever but you're going to have to at some point make a decision and join something but speak to some of the people who pay the money who turn up every week every month every you know every other week whatever it is speak to some of the members that are already in it and you know and get some opinion and i, and I guess martin you'd have a similar response but do you have a different tip that you might want to share yeah i think the 
I've got three tips really. I think decide what you want, but you've got to be realistic with your expectations. As I said, don't think you're going to go into a group and suddenly the till's going to start ringing. So decide what you want and what you're looking for and be realistic. Uh, the second tip I would say is be yourself. Don't try and be something you're not because once you get into a group, you will ultimately end up acting like you act anyway. So just be yourself. And then finally, don't be frightened to visit a few different groups, um, either within the same organization or cross organization, because it, it is about you're walking to that room and you'll know if it's the right room for you and it's the right people for you. Across to you, Sue, what, what would you add to the conversation? One good tip, a couple of practical tips. Um, so agree with everything that's being said, absolutely. Um, one tip that I find very useful is where before I start a meeting, and it's true actually for any meeting, not just networking meetings, what is the most I hope to get from this activity? What is the least I expect to get from this activity? And aim for the least and hope for the best when you go into networking. Lisa Marie, do you have a final tip for us? Yeah, I'll end with the business buzz three, two, one rule, which is to speak to three new people you've never spoken to before follow up with at least two people because networking is where the conversation starts and not ends and finally give back bring one person back with you or make a connection for someone when you leave the event Thank you so much to our three guests on the Business Brunch with Ben and Mike on Get Radio today. Just a reminder, we've had Nikki Schaefer of Nikki Schaefer Interior Design, AJ Kumar of Cherry Picked Residential, and Mark Tuvey of our Fresco Exterior Cleaning. As part of the show, we do like to share our guests' tips with the listeners. And I guess thinking about today's theme and the biggest asset for many business owners being their property, I'm just going to go to each of you, I guess, and think about your number one tip for either improving or selling your property at the best value. So, Mark, do you want to kick us off with your first tip? So, I love roofs, Mike. That's uh, the biggest part of, of a property is its roof. So, I love that funk on there. Of all of that moss, algaes, lichen, uh, biofilms, absolutely love it. So, that'd be my top tip is to uh, is to you know think about that being removed to um, increase that curb appeal. What about yourself, that- AJ? So uh, my best tip is is probably one of the most common ones is declutter, really. So uh, I have to be clear of what declutter means because I have been in some houses and been horrified that they've taken advice to just take their life and soul out of the out of the property. It is just really a case of clearing up, making sure things go where they belong. You know, taking down everything just makes it look lifeless. And I think that's that's not really what we mean when we say declutter. But uh, Nikki might have a different view on that. I agree completely with you, AJ. There's a, there's a delicate balance. My strap, uh, strap line is design with personality. We're about injecting people's personalities and stories into their home. But if you're trying to sell it, then you, you do the opposite of what I want you to do, which is to... <laughs> Draw your personality slowly. Step away. Yeah, yeah, no, excessive excessive style. Let's put it like that. Uh, if people have a very unique taste, uh, it might be time to tone that down. It doesn't mean to say that your taste is poor. It doesn't mean to say any, it's no judgment whatsoever on your home. Your home is your canvas. Uh, it is there for you to tell your own tale. But when some, if at the end of the day, your objective is to sell it so you can go and make your next home a canvas. So if you've been very, very brave, it's time to just take that brave away a little bit so people can project their lives into into that space so yeah I'm, I'm with you there AJ The Business Brunch with Ben and Mike Thank you to our three guests on The Business Brunch on Get Radio today we had Billy O'Connor of Goring Gat Wildlife Walks Simon Bradley of Percent Edge and Amanda Howe of My Serendipity normally on the show we, we, we do like to give um, a top tip um, to the listeners and I think it would only make sense to give a top tip for people that are currently in corporate life and I guess thinking 
thinking about potentially setting up their own business. Um, across to yourself, Billy. It might not be the case for everyone, but I wouldn't assume that going from corporate life to running your own business automatically means loads of more time. I think you have to be quite disciplined to create that. I think it gives you a flexibility, but actually in the early days, success is driven by really making sure that you put the effort in and deliver. And you can definitely structure yourself around that, but it is hard work, but it's really, really rewarding. So you're building something rather than working for someone else. So it makes it feel very different to long hours in corporate life, if that makes sense. Great. And Simon, would you have a tip for us? Yes. uh, Write it down. Don't think that just because you have a passion for something means that you can't do the basics. Get a foundation, write it down, as you say, do the numbers and write down what you want. Put your goals down on a piece of paper. And what about yourself, Amanda? For me, it's all about identifying your strengths, find that thing you love, see whether it's something that you can sell in the marketplace. And if you can, go for it. We've had Sally Green of Sally G Marketing and YMS, Josh Cox of Pristine Web Solutions and Sarah Fletcher of Mushroom Souffle. Thank you so much to the three of you. One of the things that I think would be really useful to do this morning, just because there are business people listening and and actually we've got three experts around the table, is if you were to give one takeaway tip, anything marketing related, and I'm putting you on the spot, I haven't said that I'm going to do this in advance, but if we were to give one takeaway tip for the listeners that they can do in their business, marketing related, what would that tip be? And I'm going to start with you, Sally. Okay, mine is really boring and makes me sound like a headmistress, but it's going to change your life if you crack it. Get together a marketing budget and in your marketing budget, have one of the columns ROI and make sure that all your marketing campaigns have returned and visit your marketing budget every week and make sure it doesn't get out of traction. Because if you lose, the moment you lose hands on your marketing budget, things can go horribly wrong. So please, 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 that's my one piece of advice. Get a marketing budget sorted out. And Josh, what about your tip? Um, so mine would be, it's actually quite specific. Um, it's more around just the blog that I'm writing at the minute and the, the reading that I've been doing, but it's actually about including your pricing or at least just uh, giving an allusion to your, your pricing Um it's one of the most common questions that your customers will ask. Uh, and some people are just frightened to, to pick up the phone and call your business. But just having a, having a, even if it is just a ballpark figure or a from or guide pricing, it, it just, it, it's almost that uh, you're pre-qualifying as well the people that do get in contact. So the leads that you, you might get a few fewer leads, but the leads that you do get are more qualified because they've got an understanding of what they're, per- uh, what they're purchasing from you. Um, it, it, it's just, it's something that I think, um, I mean, we, we've always had pricing on our website and, uh, it, it's something that I've only sort of just started to, um, do some work to research into. And it's something that we're going to be sort of shouting and raving about to our customers to include pricing if they, if they don't already. And last but not least yourself, Sarah. I am going to come back to something that I mentioned earlier, which is be personal. Everybody says to me, so come on, what what are the best types of social media posts? What guarantees a response every time? Personal posts guarantee a response every single time. It can be anything from behind the scenes in the office, I don't know, a day out alpaca walking, a story of something that you experienced, a challenge that you had and how you overcame it. It's about coming across as human. And I think especially after the, you know, occurrences of the last 13 or more months, people want that connection. If they're going to invest money with you, they want to know that you are a good choice, that you're going to look after them, that 
if something goes wrong, you will do your utmost to put it right. And they want to know you're going to be great to work with because let's face it, if we invest money in working with someone and then it turns out to be hard work and a bit painful, we are disappointed. It's about really getting across who you are or how how your company interacts and engages so that it's just an easier merge of mindset. This is the Business Brunch Podcast from Get Radio. So thank you so much um, to our guests this morning on the Business Brunch with Ben and Mike on Get Radio. Just a reminder, we've had Nikki Campling, the ecosystem manager of Barclays Eagle Labs, Matt Brown of Corbett, and the founders of Ox Labs, Mike Lawson and Shafali Sharma. We wanted to go into um, the, the last part of the show for each of you to share a tip um, for somebody who's thinking about starting a science or a tech business in Oxfordshire, because that's our theme for today. So Shafali, if we may start with yourself, what would be your tip for someone starting a business in Oxfordshire in the science and tech sector? Well, I think one of the biggest uh, tips or advice I can give anyone is to reach out to fellow entrepreneurs try and uh, connect with or network with people who are already doing it. It's important early on itself to not keep making the same mistakes that perhaps others have already made uh, while being on that journey. So I think just a conversation or finding a a mentor in that area is uh, absolutely uh, important. And the great thing about Oxfordshire is that just so many booming businesses, startups uh, from all range of, of technologies doing amazing things. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, or rather, I'd be very surprised if, if you can't find a, a mentor or a few mentors to, to talk to. Organizations like Eagle Labs or even uh, Harwell Space Campus, for that matter, reaching out to those organizations and saying, hey, listen, I'm looking to set up a business. Is there any help that you can give us? And organizations like these are, are amazing to just get that ball rolling in terms of putting you in contact with those people. Okay. A great tip. What about yourself, Matt? What, what would your tip be? Well, I'm not sure whether it's cheating, but I had already had a similar answer in mind. And and it's from, uh, I think I probably made reference to it earlier in the show. It's really, it's that network of experience and really generous uh, people within our community who are just so willing to provide help and advice. And, and whether that's from yeah, Local Enterprise Partnership, uh, the Oxford Trust, Oxford Innovation, Eagle Labs. Yeah, I, I'm just so grateful for all of the help and advice that, that we have had. And I think as Mike said, it, it can and it is lonely being uh, you know, an individual entrepreneur running a startup with a small team and having people that you know you can lean on, you can talk to, you can soundboard is um, is incredibly valuable. So uh, that would be my thoughts. Super. And Nikki, come over to yourself. I, I love the fact that you were championing mentoring earlier, but uh, what would be your, your tip that you'd like to share? Okay. So my tip, Mike, would be never sit there thinking I can't or we can't because actually you can and you will because if you reach out, there's a whole world of support and resource that you can tap into. And no matter what challenge you might be facing in your business, the chances are there is somebody out there that can help to resolve that for you. Great tip. Um, and finally, yourself, Mike. I'll avoid uh, repeating what everybody said, but obviously, you know, networking is really important. So go to parties, go and meet people. You never know who's going to be at the table, same table as you or sharing a drink. But I think the kind of general bit of advice is be absolutely convinced you want to do this because it's not going to work. It is 
is running your own business. It takes over your life. As any entrepreneur will tell you, it, it, there's no such thing as a day off. You're now committed. You spend your entire time thinking about your business. So we absolutely certainly want to do this. And it doesn't matter if that first idea doesn't work. You know, entrepreneurship is about taking risk. It's about exploring. So if that first idea doesn't work, it doesn't mean you're not an entrepreneur. Pivot, find something else to do. That network you've just been building, there may have been someone there who had a great idea who's actually looking for a co-founder. So mm -hmm. don't give up, hang in there and find the right idea and you'll really love it. Oxfordshire Station. Get radio. Um, just a reminder, we've had Paul Jarvis of KMS Lifeo, Rachel Cox of Amica Marketing, and Jackie Cross of Jacqueline Cross Photography. We always like to ask at the show um, the tips from our guests. So we're going to go through each of uh, our guests today to establish the tip that you would share that would enable a business to be more creative or to look its very best. And Paul, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I think to look your very best is, is to have consistency across all the platforms, whether it be Instagram, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you've got your specific logo or a mission statement, or brand, we use the word brand again, make sure it's consistent through all medias. KMS's logo, it's a circle with print is our passion. If you go onto any of our platforms, whether it be Instagram, emails, the, can't see the background behind me, but all our social media, we always use the same logo. It's got the same font, it's the same pitch, it's the same colours. So it's just consistency. People see our logo and they know straight away it's KMS. Whatever social media platform you're on, an email or a letter, it will be consistent. Any piece of literature you get from KMS Live. And I think that's the best consistency from start to finish. It's a really interesting point you've got there, actually, Paul, because um, every team member I've met at KMS Life, though, is really passionate about print. So it, it, goes, it goes across your team as well. Trust the recruiter talking about team. Anyway, um, across to you, Rachel, what would be your top tip? Oh, gosh, we have spoken about a lot. So um, once you've got your, your imagery, your brand, um, make sure you look after it, use it wisely. And communicate it very carefully, and you know, um, make you know, have a bank of images would be would be really useful, so that you know, when a, a news item comes up, you know, um, you've got something there to utilise. And yeah, so I think we haven't touched so much on the website, but I would say let's not forget that because images do help your SEO, but just label them properly, and they can be you know, and obviously don't have file sizes too large help with your page uh, loads speeds. Fantastic. Good tip, Rachel. Thank you. And Jackie, I'm coming across to you because you are the expert of images. You've e even made Ben look good in his wedding photography. So being the expert, what would be your tip? Yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've obviously we've done loads of sort of tips as we've gone through today, but going back to making sure the lighting is correct, definitely the background um, and also obviously being feeling relaxed in front of the camera. Um, it can be done. And, you know, I mean, like I said before, I don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. But when you're in an environment you feel relaxed in, th those images will shine through. And what Rachel touched on as well is for the web is I'd say the different size of the image files. Make sure that whoever you use for your photography, that you're provided with low res for web and high res for print. It's so important that by having those images, it's so easy then to say, right, I'm using that image for the website. I'm using that image for the print. So those are, those are the key things I would say are important in your file sizes. Discussing topics that impact local businesses and their owners. 
This is the Business Brunch Podcast. Just a reminder, as if they need a reminder, we've had Joy Foster of Tech Pixies, Hogan O'Dowder of WPA Healthcare, and Rebecca Warmington of HR Central. The, the question I have got, and it's a question we ask our guests regularly, is your tip. What would be your tip? So Hogan, if we can kick off with yourself, what would be your tip for people thinking about the world of work, whether that's from an employment perspective or an employer perspective? Yeah, of course. I think... My, my perspective is probably better coming from an employee. Uh, and I just think maybe we're in a scenario where you can you can show how much you care. It's, it's an opportunity, you know. It's, it's people have struggled, and this is this is a really big opportunity to show not just your employees but your customers how much you care and how much you're able to reach out to them. So that's what I'd say. Put, put a lot of emphasis on, as we talked about, mental health of your, of your team, but also appreciate maybe some of your customers or suppliers are struggling, or they have been. Um, and it, you really sort of show your true colours in a time like this as a company. If you really are the ethical company that many say they are, now's a great opportunity to prove to the world and, and show to your employees and your customers that, that that's what you are. So... That's what I'd say. Great, brilliant. Um, and Rebecca, what about your, yourself? What would be your top tip? I think my top tip would be to to clients, prospective clients, employers. You know, stick to what you're good at. I mean, I think we've all learned through lockdown what we are good at, and um, I think it, it's about making sure that that we get this economy started again. So outsource the stuff that you don't want to do. Outsource the stuff you you're not good at, and stick to the operational stuff that you are good at that you can really focus on to get your businesses started. And to help businesses like yours and mine, Ben, get back to really sort of pushing things forward because there's more than enough work out there if everybody just keeps generating and thinking about how they can help others. I mean, we've done a lot of work for, for free for some of our clients that couldn't afford to pay us during lockdown. Um, now they're back recruiting, they're back with us. And, and I think what goes around comes around, but I do think it's about sticking um, with each other and making sure that we outsource as much as we can and just to help other businesses along the way. And Joy, what about yourself? Well, I'm a huge fan of lifelong learning. So I think number one, you should always be learning. Always, always, always. You should be listening, learning from people, from books, from podcasts, listening to radio programs like this. Um, one of the things that I came across in one of my readings this week was um, the the sentence, we attract what we expect. And, you know, I, I highlight, I underline all my reading. Um, but I think that's so true. You know, if you expect great things to happen, guess what? Great things happen. And when you are constantly just disappointed and you're never celebrating the progress that you're making, that's what perpetuates itself as well. So while you're learning and applying what you learn, not just listening and, and not doing nothing, but applying what you're learning, start to see where there's small wins and let those build on each other and really start to expect good things to happen. I think if we all switch to a mentality of good things will happen and I can find a solution, everything is figure outable, the great book by Marie Forleo, we can move forwards. And I think we need that message right now. Uh, people in business need that message right now. Graduates need that message right now. You know, we all need to be moving forwards. This economy uh, is something we can take control of and, and keep going on the right direction. So I'm really glad to be an entrepreneur because I think as entrepreneurs, we have the most power there in moving things forwards. And uh, that's something I'm really excited about. Oxfordshire Station. 
Get Radio. Just a reminder, we've had Richard Jeffcock of the Equity Release Partnership, and we've had Philippa Ramari of Woodstock Solicitors and Donald Sang of Frizzell Wealth Management. On the Business Brunch, we do love a tip. So we're going to come to each of you for your tip for our theme today, planning for later life. So Richard, what would be your tip for our listeners? Yeah, my tip, definitely re- review it. Obviously, review business, have a business plan and a business exit plan. And that exit plan needs to include a, a transitional period. Uh, and the more meat you can put on that transitional bone, I think the, the better you're going to be. Uh, and also involve, like we touched on, trusted advisors in whichever industry you're in and whatever future planning you're looking towards. Absolutely. Um, a gr- really, really great tip there, Richard. Around trusted advisors, during lockdown the biggest argument that we've ever had between my wife and I was when I tried to get her to cut my hair cut so uh, so you need trusted advisors everywhere in life but anyway back on topic and um, Philippa what's your top tip for the listeners one thing to implement oh, one thing to implement uh, you probably all know what I'm going to say which is please 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 make a will don't even not even make a will please just go and talk to a qualified advisor about making a will it won't be as scary as you think and I cannot tell you the value of the smug feeling you will have when you have got your will beautifully in place. Great, thank you. And Donald, over to yourself for your tip, please. So my top tip today is don't delay, act today. So don't procrastinate, do some research, find out what you'll need at retirement, think about when you'll need it, what have you already got in place, um, and then talk to somebody, talk to you know, someone like me to talk, to talk about how you're going to uh, bridge that gap so that you can retire. And as I said earlier, do all the lovely things that you, you dreamt of. Interviewing Oxfordshire's business leaders. This is the Business Brunch, sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. Get radio. We had Nicola Burrito of Oxford Brooks Enterprise Support Team, Simon Gunn of Thunder, um, and Akansha Agarwal of Akansha Agarwal Photography. One of the things we love to do on the show is to ask our guests to share a tip for our listeners. So um, we're going to basically go round the, the table, if you like, and Nicola, kicking off with yourself. Is there a sort of one tip that you'd give the listeners around branding? Um, I would say always keep it at the back of your mind. It's quite easy to think I need to do something. I need to make some piece of content or go out with something and tell the world about this and kind of lose track of something very simple. But that little thing is actually really important to just recognizing the brand. So I'd say that always keep it at the back of your mind. Make sure you know it well enough so that when you do apply it, it kind of just comes out naturally. Thanks, Nicola. And Simon, what about you? What what would be your top tip for the listeners? I think from my point of view, always look to see if your brand can work harder for you. You never stop looking at it, thinking about it. Yeah, sure, you use it to the best of its ability, but things are changing all the time. There's new things coming out. It's just not just software, but it could be um, new products that are in, in your particular zone of where you're working and see how that could work on your brand, within your brand, and what changes that could possibly make to it. Brand doesn't stay the same. It needs to keep growing. And I think that's important that you're aware of that. That's really, really thought-provoking. Really thought-provoking. And Aki, what about yourself? What would be your what would be your tip? I think I would say have clarity on your why and on your values as well. Because once you have that clarity, you will never get confused during the journey of being an entrepreneur or a leader. I have often seen people, you know, getting their photography sessions done, but not using the pictures because, you know, they're not sure how to use them. And I always say, if you're clear on your why, where you want to be and how do you want to be seen and you know your values, you will know what next action you want to take. Oxfordshire Station. 
Get Radio. We've had Russell Downing of Fidelity Energy, Paul Mabbott of Jennings, and Ben Fleetwood of Your Ecar. On the show, we do love to get our experts to share some tips for our listeners. So, Paul, I'd like to ask you to share some tips. You gave us a great list of things that you've considered already at the park you know, in terms of PV panels, LED lighting, biomass boilers, you know, the electric charging points. What would be your tip for someone who's thinking about installing some greener options within their business? What, what would be their sort of considerations? I think LED lights are the obvious one. Um, improving the insulation in their buildings because energy prices, as we've heard, are soaring at the moment. So actually, it makes good business sense to reduce your energy output. Look at, at green energy companies, I think is an important thing for us to do, which kind of forces the market slightly more. Picking up on Ben's point, I mean, I, I have a lot of conversations with business owners and everyone's next car is going to be electric or, or kind of hybrid car at the moment. So, you know, installing electrical chargers at work or at home is really important. You know, you can, through your company, do salary sacrifice or you can do a leasing option. And I know a lot more people, because they're going to buy an electric car, are looking at PVs on their roofs at home as well. So the charging they do at home, they'll have the PV on the roof and, and obviously will reduce their energy costs. So there's some very quick tips, I think, to, for people to consider. Because I think a lot of people don't do things because of the cost. But actually, there's a lot of benefits going forward, apart from the benefits of the planet. I think there are a lot of sustainable benefits and cost benefits in investing. Thing. The payback is actually, you know, a short number of years. You know, it's well worth looking at the various schemes and talking to people like Ben and Russell to help guide you in there because it is a bit of a minefield. Thank you, Paul. Um, and Ben, what would be your top tip for our listeners um, on this Sunday morning? I suppose uh, the top tip is if you have an electric vehicle, you could look at, and you may have heard this before, you can look at variable tariffs available, uh, which, I'm, which I'm sure Russell could advise you on in terms of electric, etc. when you are taking the power to charge your electric car. Obviously, there's an off-peak, uh, off-peak price at night. There's an on-peak uh, or peak price, I should say, in the middle of the day. What kind of options are there out there that, that may suit you? How much power do you use in certain times of day, etc., and stuff like that? How can you maximise, you know, cost savings from that point of view? And also, you know, obviously looking at green tariffs as well to charge your car and even driving down the CO2 emissions as a result of that vehicle as well. Fantastic. Thanks, Ben. And Russell, over to yourself. What, what tip would you share for our listeners today? Um, I think that the, the key thing is when your energy tariff is coming for renewal, don't accept the first renewal that you're offered by the energy company because it will just be a standard renewal charge. Um, speak to a broker. If it's not us, speak to another broker. But let them do the work, let them do the legwork and shop around for you to get the best deal that's right for you. The Business Brunch with Ben and Mike. We've had Hector Forward of Comtura, Alex Biffin of Devon Card and Ben Laval of Biome. On our show, we love to share tips for our listeners. So um, we're going to ask you to share some tips if that's okay. So Hector, what tips would you share to help people make that leap and leave their comfort zone? The first one would be do more research than you think you need to. So actually... Funny enough, Ben did this and he did it really well is when he, um, as I said, we lived together, so we were chatting about it for, for a little bit. But one of the first things he did was he created a, a type form questionnaire, sent it out to all of our friends to uh, gather that data and as he said, like unveiled a problem. So yeah, do your research. I'd also say, you know, I, I think I spoke to about 50 people before I uh, had properly started creating collateral and actually going through the process of, of starting the build. So that'd be number one. Uh, the Mum Test is the most amazing book. Uh, it's by Robin Fitzpatrick. Costs like, I think it's like 15 quid. It's the best 15 pounds you'll ever spend. Uh, number two would be when you start the process, it's one of the arts of being a founder. Um, everyone has their own opinion. 
Um, and that includes coming from me. So like where I mentor people is I tell them a story about my experience and they can glean from that what they deem useful and not useful. So many people have told me some, in my opinion, totally ridiculous things. And some people have said some really, really good things. Like someone said, no one's ever going to let you call, like record their calls, um, which I knew is factually incorrect about, uh, I don't need to go into stats, but um, the final piece would be, um, you know, it's not the same time for everyone. Like you'll know when you want to take that leap and that move, um, really don't rush it. I was genuinely losing sleep at night. I would be waking up at two in the morning and being so excited that I'd have a notepad next to my bed, get out of bed, write down a bunch of stuff and go back to sleep. And I couldn't focus on my work because I was so busy thinking about someone else. So just because you have an idea, I'd proceed with caution, but um, just nurture it and, and see where it leads. Those would be my kind of three tips. Amazing. No, thank you, Hector. Um, and Alex, what would be your top tip for listeners? Uh, first, I just want to say, Hector actually got me the mom test book. Uh, and I must admit, I'm a, I'm a big fan and I would highly recommend anyone to, to, to buy it. It's a, you know, it does really make you kind of think about a lot of different things, especially in kind of a startup phase. I'd probably say the kind of, making sure that you you have a proof of concept again whether it's questionnaires or you know just putting the minimum amount of money down rather than kind of going going straight in and putting too much money in because otherwise you're going to have an, an emotional attachment with a product which you've got this fine big financial save um in in, in my case i'm you know put a, a fair amount of money down into kind of some of the wireframes and I can probably look back now. And, you know, I, I spoke, I did, you know, some questionnaires with people on the, on the street, but also on kind of like local Facebook community pages. And I think there's certain features, which I probably could have looked back now and thought, actually I should have saved that for maybe phase phase two and maybe cut a few costs and kind of really reduce that kind of um, reduce the kind of app product list. But I think, you know, it's, it's a learning curve. You can't change it. So really kind of, yeah, understand your customers and their needs. Even if you think you understand them, you know, you can't do too much research or too many questionnaires or um, things like that. And then probably say the the only other thing is, you know, lis- listen to, to your friends and, and family, but do take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. But also make sure you have a mentor. Um, I was very fortunate through, through, uh, Oxford Brooks, but also the Prince's Trust where, you know, I, I wanted someone to really challenge me for, for everything I did. I didn't just want a, a yes person who's, you know, Oh, that sounds great. So that, that for me was, was great. Cause it really kind of made me think critically, actually, is this the best steps to take? Do I want to, you know, keep it, um, as the branded Devon, or do I want to keep it as a branded, as the whole thing? And, you know, all of these kind of different, lots of different um, queries and issues, but it's great to kind of have those kind of people on board who will kind of help you grow as a person. Thanks, Alex. And uh, to bring us to a close then, Ben, your tip? One is, yeah, make sure you're, like, you're solving a problem with your product. I think lots of people have a good idea, but at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't solve a problem for anyone. Two would be to do some tests and learn. So for example, if you have like a hypothesis that, for example, do people have this problem? It's like, okay, what's the minimum amount of work you can do to prove that wrong or right? Um, and then after each sort of test, you can learn and iterate and do more tests and, and, and build things up. And the third one is just, I would say, 
talk to everyone about it because you never know who you're talking to and like if you have an idea to get people's opinions like I think uh, an example from my my use case is I was once at a festival and decided to talk about it um, and then the person I talked about it with ended up where I worked with them for quite a few months on it which was very helpful so yeah Oxfordshire Station Get radio. We've had Howard Feber, Howard Feber Business Advisor, Stefan Thomas, the author of Business Networking for Dummies, and Nikki Kaplan of Barclays Eagle Labs. One of the things that we like to do with this show, um, and I feel that I've um, set the three of you up a little bit here, but you're experts, so you'll be fine, um, is we like to give um, top tips to our listeners. Um, so, so tidbits that they can take away. And I think they've had a lot already, but I think a good way to kind of end the show would be to go around the table and for each of you to give your top tip to the listeners so howard you've been thrown in the deep end each time first you can go first um it's the build and it's i'm going to steal stefan so he can't use it twice um but it is be yourself and i'm famously quoted for be yourself because everyone else is taken there's my soundbite you can have that one but actually that's the most important bit is be yourself don't worry about being anyone else and when you're talking to somebody, because then you'll never make the mistake of having to remember what did I say to that person or remembering what did I look like last time. If you're always genuine, you're always yourself, you will always come out in a, in a, in a win as far as I'm concerned. Fantastic. Good tips to start. Um, Stefan, just bringing it over to yourself. Yes, it'd be great to have your tips. I'd be particularly keen on something I read on your LinkedIn site as well about putting effort into building relationships and sustaining them over time. So perhaps you can blend that into your tips as well. I'd be delighted to because you've given me a massive chance to bring in yet another soundbite. Um, effort is currency. People ask a lot of the time, how long will it take to work? So after I've met Nikki, after I've met Howard, how long before... I should be able to do business with them. After I started going to this networking event, how long before people start buying from me? And the truth is, it's not about time. It's about immersion. It's about putting actual effort into building the relationship on the other person's terms. This is where people very often go wrong. They think that the effort needs to be in writing LinkedIn posts, sending out email newsletters. But what about going and commenting on the LinkedIn posts of the other people that you've met at networking events? If if all of a sudden people are looking on their LinkedIn notifications and, oh, Stefan Thomas has liked one of my posts or he's commented on one of my posts, people are going to start paying attention to you. And, and I'll tell you and I'll promise you, it makes it a whole lot easier when you pick up the phone or have a little ask from someone to the extent that I'm here today and Howard's here today and Nikki's here today. And we've all given up a little bit of our time to, to, to have this conversation with you folk. Well, the truth was you've put effort into building a relationship with, with me so that when Ben messaged me and said, oh, have you got, of course I've got time to do it. It's Ben and Mike. Of course I'll make time to do that. I, I'm, I'm flattered to be invited. If you put the effort into actually building a relationship with other people. When you've got an ask, it's so much easier to put a real crassly commercial business thing around that. I'm currently selling one of my services and I'm writing personal emails to people who I've known for several years. If I feel that this service is, is valuable to them, no one's getting offended. It, it either it turns into a, that sounds great, Stefan, you know, can we talk about it? Or no, it's not for me at the moment. But the fact that, that our relationships are so strong means that the door is still open. It's not, as Nikki said, you know, you've just 
go in, try and sell to someone cold and they never want to take your call again. We've got the relationship. So even if it's a no, even if I have to dip out of doing something for you folk because of, of personal issues that we had last month, the relationship is strong enough to, to get through all of that. You're, you're absolutely right. Putting the effort into building relationships is something which is really obvious, but the real opportunity is that most people don't bother to do it. Amazing. Amazing. What, what great advice. What great advice. Um, Nikki, the final top tip, just as we're coming to the end of the show, no pressure. Oh my goodness. No pressure. Um, so firstly, I'd just like to agree with Howard and with Stefan relationships is kind of me really. And relationship is key because out of that build of relationship comes that element of trust which I mentioned earlier. And and that is what you need as well. But my other top tip would be never make assumptions and never have any um, preconception or prejudgment um, and try it, you know, because you just never know. Don't ever look at an opportunity invite to a networking roundtable or a group or a session without trying it just because you may think it's not for you because actually those valuable nuggets often come out of the least likely places so that would be my top tip introducing you to local trusted experts this is the business brunch if you are just tuning in i would definitely recommend that you um that you catch up um via the get radio website but just a reminder we've had uh, regina johnny's of database six we've had abigail richens of space time development and space store and amanda clayton's of ace marketed research um one, one of the things on the note of advice that, that we like to do um each week is give top tips to our listeners um so, Regina, I'm going to start with you. Um, if you had to give one tip um, to to the listeners um, listening to the show right now, what would yeah, what would be your top tip? So, for me, I think the main thing and the starting point you need to do if you if you're if, if you've not thought about data protection or it's been a while since you thought about data protection or you're not sure how data in your business could work better, the one thing I'd say you need to start with is understanding what data you have in your business, where it is, that's both in systems and geographically in the world, who has access to it internally and externally, what's your reason for collecting it, why do you use it, is it still being proactively used regularly and how long are you going to hold it for, when are you going to get rid of it, what's the deletion point, if you're not going to delete it that point when you're going to review it again so if you make a decision to retain data when are you going to get and review it further down the line to ultimately at some point delete it there's very few circumstances where you're allowed to hold it so for me that's a it's about mapping your data and if you can understand the what the where the why the how and the who that will give you a really clear picture of where there's risks and if you understand the risks then you can start looking at what you need to put in place to protect it properly so map your data is my top tip and I remember when you told me to map some data, it's so powerful just to really actually understand more than just the data, but actually understand our business when we did that. Um, Abigail, if I can bring this similar over to yourself, I know you're a company that obviously are using data um, and are taking it very seriously. So what would be your tip to the listeners? Have your team on board and make sure that you're, who you're working with, your colleagues and your team are fully engaged with what data you're collecting, why you're collecting it, and all the things that Regina was uh, was just saying, really, that, you know, just so that they're on board with it all, they get the whole process and the policy behind it and understand and, and hopefully look after it as, as you, you know, as a business that you would like it to be looked after. 
that would be my tip, I think. No, great tip. Um, and last but not least, Amanda, what would be your top tip? I think mine would be don't bury your head in the sand. Think about the risks and then actually address them. We're all, we all have to be careful about our data. Everyone does. So just thinking it might go away if you just forget about that. Oops, I've accidentally done something I shouldn't have done. Don't try and brush over it. Actually get out there, sort it. And if you need some help, there are loads of people who can help you, but don't bury your head in the sand because it will come back to bite you Oxfordshire Station Get Radio If you're just tuning in we've had um, Luke Tazino of Urban Element Anne-Marie Hicks Starlaker and Jane Abbott of The Marketing Shed um, One of the things that we like to do um, on our shows is share a top tip with the listeners so a top tip bit that they can take away and um, really think about for their business um, So Jane what would be your top tip for, for our listeners this morning what would be yeah, your takeaway tip The thing that I always talk to all of my clients about is knowing their numbers so um, it comes back really to what Anne-Marie was saying and just knowing what works um, the tracking the monitoring there are sort of two key numbers that I'm always really keen that my clients know so the first being what it costs them to get a new client or customer into their business and then what the lifetime value of that client or customer is and from those two numbers you can make a very um, informed decision as to how much you need to spend your marketing budget in order to um, grow your business and get new new customers in and then falling out of that obviously um, having some sort of tracking sheet that that you can use that helps you see what's working, what the return on investment is from your marketing spend is really important. So it's, it's not really one tip, it's kind of a, a big tip, but it's all about knowing your numbers and just keeping a note of that because if you don't if you don't track it, then you don't know whether the money you're spending is actually giving you a return on investment. Great tip number one. What about yourself, Luke? What's your top tip for the listeners? I think that was a great tip. And sort of going along the lines of what Jane and Anne-Marie were saying, um, I think the data is incredibly important because it gives you that, that information to know exactly where to steer the ship next in terms of next moves, what's going right, what's going wrong. Um, and if I was to add my little piece to that, it would probably be to really thoroughly understand your audience um, and where they are on each platform. So sort of uh, talking from uh, sort of Anne-Marie's point there on understanding where your audience is on the social media platforms you're using. I think a lot of companies think they have to go on every single platform, um, but it's not always the case. I think having a little look at what your competitors are doing right and wrong can really help you and prevent you from falling into holes in advance that they may have done. Um, and also just understanding that depending on your campaign focus, those uh, individual members will be at different levels of the funnel of interest. So you might find that actually you want conversions, but you might need to first of all do a brand awareness campaign um, in order to get that kind of funnel from maybe cold to lukewarm to warm. So it's really just important to firstly understand who it is you're talking to and where they are. Amazing. Um, and last but not least, um, Anne-Marie, what would be your top tip for the listeners? Okay. Well, I mean, I've already talked about planning, which I think is majorly important, but um, I was going along the line. We kind of all gone along the same lines here. So I'm kind of pick up on what Luke and Jane have said, but it is knowing your audience as well. Like Luke has said, you do need to know your audiences. From, if you want to talk to your audience and you want to communicate with your audience, unless you know who your audience are within your own database, it's really difficult to be able to segment them out and, and to talk to them. A number of places 
I've been to it spent a long time just trying to get that right just so we can start to communicate so it's about doing a bit of housekeeping I think and really understanding what you've got and, and making sure you've got your GDPR in place and you know who you're speaking to um, I mean fair enough on, the, on your social platforms because you've got your followers and you like, so you kind of get your audience there but um, if you've got people buying your products and you've got your CRM system, it's just if you've got that in place and you've got it and you're housekeeping that well, it makes marketing a hell of a lot easier. This is the Business Brunch Podcast from Get Radio, sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. So just a reminder, if you are just tuning in um, or listening back, uh, we've had DeRay Pretorius of Viaduct Generation. We've had Ryan Irvin of RyeWeb and we've had Aoife Griffin of Thompson and Terry Recruitment. So one of the things we always like to do is a top tip, but literally you've got 20 seconds each. um, And I know that doesn't add up to a minute. So Aoife, um, I know that you've used loads of great free tools and some great, great tips to make things look pretty. What would be your top tip? Um, I would say we've been using um, an app called Canva. It's free to use for small businesses especially who don't have the big budget and it can make things look really really professional clean and yeah i think that's one thing that's really improved our marketing Ray, what's your tip winston churchill abraham lincoln anyone the best writers in the world can write your content um, and everyone says content is king but without a technically sound website you aren't going to rank um, so focus on technical first and then uh, then you can worry about content and digital PR and backlinks and all that stuff but technical first another great 20 seconds Ryan the last one's always the hardest 20 seconds go I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to say review your data you've probably got Google Analytics on your website any decent web company would have just put it on there for you if they haven't get them to and just look at it and if you don't understand it ask your suppliers ask someone to help you understand it but know what's going on with your website how many people are going there where they're coming from and you can build you can make more informed marketing decisions from that data Oxfordshire Station Get Radio If you are just tuning in I definitely recommend um, listening back we've had Andy Monday of Oodle Car Finance we've had Louise Puddyfoot of Willow and Puddyfoot and we've had Claire Edwards of Smeg One of the things we love to do on the show is to share tips from you the guests and experts with our listeners so um, Andy if we can kick off with yourself what top tips would you share with our listeners today around customer service? I would encourage those that aren't already or do it to a degree to really listen Listen to your customers' feedback in as much level and as much detail as you can as possible. So whether that be through surveys, whether that be through your Trustpilot, Google reviews, those kind of um, avenues of feedback that you get. Take the numbers, give them, let the numbers give you some steer into where those kind of things to celebrate around success are. Um, and don't just focus on the negatives. Make sure you're celebrating success and giving feedback to the team and, and kind of evolving the good stuff you do already. But with the stuff that's constructive, let it kind of give you some shape in terms of the numbers and where you need to kind of look into. But then really get to the crux of it. Make sure that you're going into that feedback and getting the detail so that feedback you're getting can be acted upon. And then make sure you're panelling from the wider group what you think those ideas should be. Some of the best ideas I've had have just been from creating a shared channel amongst the department and customer service and opening it up to saying, here's a problem, how do we fix it? And some of the great ideas and suggestions have been from people who've either come across this before or have just been thinking about it because they've been speaking to customers over the last couple of weeks but 
haven't had an avenue. The amount of posts I get in this channel that we have now is just maybe a couple of problems uh, a week. Sometimes it's a couple of problems a day, but there are countless numbers of suggestions that we've then been able to act on and put in place. Because not only does it mean that you're then doing the right thing by the customer, but you give the team and everybody the kind of chance to feel like they're really having an impact. And I think that's super important when it comes to evolving, as we kind of discussed earlier on. Absolutely. Really, really good point. Really, really good point. What about yourself, Louise? What would be your top tip? I think mine would be put yourself in your customer's shoes. We can all get caught up, can't we, in our own businesses, our own products and services, um, our own needs, what we're trying to achieve. And just trying to leave that to one side and really put yourself in your customer's shoes, think about things from their perspective and imagine what their needs are um, and what's going to make them happy. You can use all the techniques that Andy's described to help you do that. Um, Ask a lot of questions, listen well. Um, And also love what Andy said about asking the team. Same here. You know, Often you think you have to come up with all the answers yourself, but if you just stop and listen for a moment and, and listen to other people's suggestions, you can get a much richer pool of ideas as well. Super. Thanks, Louise. Love your tips as always. Um, and Claire, finally from yourself, your top tips. I think for mine, it, it's definitely hang out with your consumers. Don't be frightened of them. I think we, we sometimes hide behind our, our office walls, but actually being available to them in you know ways that work for your business, but also for your consumer. So constantly thinking about how can we improve that communication between not only the employee, but also you know your end customer. Because I think that is, you know, it's your journey, isn't it? It's the customer's journey. And that should be at the forefront of everything you do. Discussing topics that impact local businesses and their own Owners, this is the business brunch. We've had Aki Agarwal of Akansha Agarwal Photography, and we've had Samantha Harmon, the style editor. Before the end of the show, we do like to do a top tip. Um, so um, we've probably got a minute left. So you, so uh, a one sentence top tip. Let's start with you, Aki. I think my top tip would be that times are changing, and people are starting to realise that with marketing or with branding or with just being ourselves, what's wrong and what's you know not right you know, in the world. If we start acting and behaving from a place of consciousness and self-realization, I think we can create a beautiful, beautiful world. What a great tip. Samantha, what's yours? I'm going to start thinking of that that way. Uh, Mine would be, if you are struggling with your self-confidence, every morning, write down five things about yourself that you like. So I am, and it doesn't have to be to do with your looks. It could be, I'm a good dad, or I'm a good husband, or I'm a good wife, or whatever it is. Just five things every day that are good about you. And sooner or later, you will find that it starts adding up and you'll start to see things from a different perspective. Get radio. We've had Bruce Galliford of Raw Charging. We've had Nick Allen of Tame Cars. And we've had Phil Southall, uh, the MD of the Octobus Company, currently on secondment to Go Ahead Group. Um, we are coming towards the end of the show. Um, but before we do so, um, we do like to give um, our guests um, a chance to give a top tip to the listener. So so I guess with with the conversation in, in mind, um, Bruce, what, what would be your top tip, tip for, for businesses or business people that, that could be listening to the show un- under the umbrella of the topic actually the top tip for businesses is where um, a lot of businesses are, are worried about moving to electric or a different type of transport is give it a try and it was interesting because nick said earlier about the fact the electric car rental is becoming a much bigger thing and people are scared to go electric because they've heard the horror stories they've heard that there's all the issues associated with lack of infrastructure or the you know you can't go on your one once a year holiday to scotland because you've got an electric car so therefore you go and buy yourself a, a massive diesel one which takes seven people and and then you lug that car around for the next 355 days of the year and so I think go out and try a car go to Nick and rent one for a week because you'll be amazed at how much how easy it is to actually live with one you've stolen my tip Bruce (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. Well, there you go, Nick. You need a second tip now. I think, um, well, just on that on that point is talk to people who I'm sure you know people who own an electric car and read reviews and speak to people because ultimately until you try to, this is why we always have test drives for customers because there's no point in, in sort of saying, oh, asking me if I think it's a good car. Well, of course it is, but it needs to be for you and um, you need to understand, does it suit your needs? I would suggest actually a good top tip is uh, write a list of five things that are really important to you in transport ownership or use and then try some uh, try some. As Bruce says, try some things. So there's plenty available, whether you come to, to us or, or anywhere, but um, and use them. And don't just, you know, it's not a 15-minute test. Use them. Do what you would do normally and see how things work for you because you'll be really surprised. I have to say, I mean, I, I shifted, me personally shifted from um, into an electric car, um, partly obviously because of what I do, but because I was, I'd like to be on the, the front end of things. And um, I'd never go back. They're absolutely brilliant. And so, Phil, what what is your top tip to end the show? Really, then just think about how buses can feature as part of your your life, really. Because if, if you know, coming back to what we said earlier, if, if you've got a two car household and you you can become a one car household, even that's an electric car. You know, it's about thinking how you factor, you know, one one journey a week, ideally, but even like two journeys a month into your routine uh, away from, from from individual car use to, to public transport. Because even if people did, everybody did that. You know, you, you will be able to make a huge difference to to not just the economics of, of bus operation, but actually it will create, you know, free flow conditions um, out on the road. So, so if people can think smarter um, and think how they can at least, you know, make at least one public transport journey a week that's currently a car journey, I think that will be the smart solution for a healthier future to protect both the air that you breathe and your children breathe. The Business Branch with Ben and Mike. If you are just joining in, I would definitely recommend listening back on the Get Radio website. Um, we've had Helen Joy of People Spark, we've had Jill Jike of GMG Coaching, and we've had Melanie Francis, um, certainly a neurodiversity champion. Um, one of the things that Mike and I always like to do on this show, um, and we are getting very much to the end of the show, is we like to give a top tip to the listeners. So um, let's let's um, and it doesn't have to be a unique top tip; it can have been mentioned already this morning. So. Um, Helen, let's start with you. What would be your short, because we're coming to the end, what would be your short top tip um, that the listeners could take away based on what's been covered this morning? In a nutshell, get to know the people that work for you as people, as individuals. That would be it. Brilliant. And you? I would say either you and your business or the people in your business, very clear what it is that you want to have for your work, for your life, and where work fits into that and how you can um, enable that. Amazing. And Melanie? I would say that um, if you are an individual within a team, within an organization, and, and especially if you're a people manager, get to the place where you can leave that team in a better place than when you joined it yeah. by setting your own goals that you can get the business to support you with, or as a line manager, encouraging people to be able to do that in your team. I'll switch your station, get radio. We've had Sarah Southey, the Southey way. Uh, we've had Ollie Reese of Heartlife and we've had Anne-Marie Robinson of BMR Health and Wellbeing. One of the things that we do like to do on the show, um, and we're coming very, very close to the end of the show, but one of the things we like to do on the show, um, so we have to be quick, um, is to give um, our listeners a top tip. Um, Sarah, you're on the radio every week, so I'm going to stitch you up with no preparation. What is your top tip for our listeners? Do something. I think... The the problem is there's so much we can do. 
So just pick the one thing. If I could say do nothing else, just pick one thing that is going to make you healthier, happier, and do that consistently. Brilliant. And Ollie, what would be your tip? You have a guess. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Find out what your HRV score is, your heart rate variability in milliseconds. Find out what your what it should be roughly for around your demographic and your all of the the um, the questions around your demographic and look to just improve that score for a whole year. It's one thing. Do all those different things, whether it's sleep, whether it's diet, exercise. Just look to improve that score. You'll see massive, profound changes across multiple areas of your life. Amazing. And last but certainly not least, Anne Marie. I think accountability is key. You know, if you've got that accountability, like Sarah was saying before, you know, join a Facebook group, do something with your friends or your, your work colleagues, have that connection with people so you can all keep each other accountable and, you know, encourage each other to reach whatever goal is that you want to do. And ultimately, it's about just being happy. Life's too short. Just be you and be happy. Be comfortable with who you are. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Be on your own pathway. And, um, you know, as I say, just be happy. Be you and be happy. Life is too short. This is the Business Brunch Podcast from Get Radio. Sponsored by We Do HR Support. Leave your HR to the experts so you can focus on what you do best. Get Radio. On the Business Brunch, we always ask our guests to share a tip. So putting you on the spot, your business tip of the year that you've taken into perhaps Get Radio and uh, has helped you as a business. Uh, well, Mike, that's a very easy tip uh, that I can give absolutely everyone. And it, it's, it actually comes from where I, I learned all my, um, my business knowledge. And it's definitely not uh, from, my, uh, from my A-level um, um, which we won't, we won't talk about. Uh, but my business tip would genuinely be listen to the business brunch. That's a real cliche and a horrible radio thing to do, but I genuinely mean it. Um, there's, there's stuff that I, I listen to you guys and, and I know we speak about it on the radio, but there's, there's stuff I listen to and I go, oh my God, that is so obvious and so simple. And you take it forward into, into your business life. And, and, you know, I chat to James about it and we go, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's really obvious. We've not done that. We've not thought of that. We're only two people, you know, trying to sort of steer this ship. Uh, and and honestly, it it is it's a show that that I pick up a lot of information about. And and it's great that we have this flagship show um, where there is not just you guys who, who who know a phenomenal amount of business, but also like you say, Mike, every week sharing that knowledge and expertise across the county, pulling in some some people who have had phenomenal business ideas and sort of, you know, chipping away at, at what they have done and their knowledge and feeding it down to, to everyone across the county in Oxfordshire so that, you know, little businesses like ours at Get Radio can pick, can pick up on stuff and, and I'm sure other businesses across the county pick up on too. So it's a real cliche and... And you know, you know, I'm expecting the check to clear any day soon. Uh, thanks, boys. Um, but <laughs> but, but gen- genuinely, that that would that that would be my my business advice for this year. 